I love all things skin and rejuvenation. I love to help the client figure out what to do at home and also what to do in clinic. I also love to teach the fellow aesthetic doctor, aesthetic nurse, and med spa owner how to do what I do as well. If you are an aesthetic practitioner, clinic owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com where I have a free training, register for it, and you can also hop on a call with myself and a colleague and we can help support you in your quest to supporting others achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes. Again, if you are an aesthetic practitioner or med spa owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com and I look forward to guiding you in helping you achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes for your patients in your clinic. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Hello friends, I hope you're having a lovely day. This is gonna be a very warm, encouraging call here with a very lovely woman. Uh, we're gonna be talking about navigating aging with grace, radiance, vibrancy, particular for particularly for those of you lovely humans tuning in who are age 60 and up. And but this could be a little a little something for everybody too. So Jana Short is a renowned global influencer and award-winning mindset coach in the health and wellness industry. She is an NLP RTT practitioner, best-selling author, public speaker, host of Oh My Health, There is Hope podcast, and best holistic life magazine editor. She currently works at creating online global influencers, teaching her clients to remove blocks, holding the Mac and, and to basically start that love affair with their potential online clients and gain maximum exposure. Jana has recently been recognized and featured on the cover of the Los Angeles entrepreneur magazine, top 25 influencers in 2022, the second year in a row, no big deal. Monica Gorge, influential women of the World Global Influencers 2020 Las Vegas Entrepreneur Magazine Top 25 Entrepreneurs for 2020 issue and the cover of December's Best Holistic Life Magazine. Jana is getting the message of hope out into the world in a vast way, changing the world one inspiring story at a time. Be sure to check out Jana's Best Holistic Health Life magazine and my recent article that I wrote for her. I'm actually a regular columnist on this in this magazine. And you can find the link to the article in the show notes of this episode. You're going to love it. You're going to love the photos that are a part of it, the colors, the message. Uh, you're definitely going to want to hit that up. Welcome, Jana Short. It is a pleasure to have you here on the show. Hi, that was a mouthful. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's great to see you. And uh, I would just love for you to share a little bit about who you are, what you what you do, what is your story, and how you're helping our audience here on the Rachel Vargo podcast. By the way, if you haven't subscribed, be sure to hit that subscribe button and hit the bell so that you know when I go live next. 
So Jana, take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, let's see. I'm a mom of four. I have seven grandchildren and they're not babies. Like I have two that are driving now. Like that's super scary. So um, I actually am not in the holistic wellness originally. I was an interior designer in Los Angeles and I was a pretty famous one. Um, I was super busy. And then I had a little surgery that damaged my vagus nerve and all heck broke loose. So I went from what I thought was super healthy to being on my deathbed. And after two months in the hospital, and by the way, nobody wants to be in the hospital. You think that's a vacation, but nobody wants to be in the hospital for two months. It just gets worse. They asked me if I wanted to go home. They can make me comfortable there. But I probably had a few weeks before my organs completely shut down. And um, by the way, I had my stomach completely removed during this whole process to try to stay alive. And when I got home, that did not help. So I came home and I got on my computer, right? I'm older, so I didn't wasn't raised in the digital world. But I'm in my deathbed and I had nothing to do. So I typed in the words, desperate for health answers, right? And I typed in digital, or not digital, but I typed in digitally for um, like holistic options. And this whole world opened up to me. And I feel like I'm pretty well educated. I had two daughters in medical school. My husband's a doctor. I thought I knew everything there was to know about health and wellness. And I knew nothing. I knew a lot about treating symptoms. And I thought, if I don't know, who else doesn't know, right? I found something that literally changed my life by changing. By the way, when people hear holistic, I want you to understand the word holistic is literally whole, right? It's what we put in our mouths, what we put in our, our bodies, our hearts, our soul, our mind, how we're feeding it in all different ways. It's the whole body. And when I started taking care of the whole body as a whole, it really started creating change in my life. So now I'm in my 60s, but this happened when I was 51 years old. I tell people all the time, did not change my diagnosis. My stomach didn't grow back. I cured nothing. But these last 10 years, I have thrived. And I mean, I climbed Machu Picchu with my husband. I went on safari. I ran a 200-mile re um, relay race with my daughter that was two days, 200 miles. And we did it all in my 50s. And I can't, now that I'm in my 60s, I can't wait to see what this tech Kate has to hold. So I don't know where you're at in life, but my whole mission now on this earth is to get these stories out so that you know you're not alone and that you have hope in whatever it is that you're looking to create in your life. But that's how I met Rachel was through finding hope and connecting with her and saying, oh, I have people who need to know who you are. <laughs> Thank you, Jana. And yeah, it's just a pleasure having been on your podcast and writing in your magazine. I'm really passionate. I mean, why why am I here? I don't know. It's kind of a, that's an ongoing question, isn't it? But I think it's really just to help humans live vibrantly and radiantly. And like you said, holistically, body, mind, spirit, energy. And there's, you know, seven different types of bodies that we have. And we need to uh, make sure that we're caring for all of those different bodies. We're kind of uh, seeing different types of women thriving. Those that are, you know, doing the rat race or they're like yourself and they're, they're with their families, they're having experiences. And one of the really cool things that I write about in my ebook, Unlocking Your Vitality, that you guys can get at rachelvarga.ca was what my most vibrant clients were doing 
was like what you were talking about, traveling with their families. I had a client go to Tibet. Oh, she was just such a beautiful soul. And it's funny, she met with me in her 60s and she'd never done anything rejuvenation wise, but she was more beautiful and radiant than those young women that were coming to see me in their 30s. And that's what vibrancy and radiance is, is it kind of like, it's almost like spiritual bypassing for aging is when you do the inner stuff, it's it's just a byproduct. You're going to look better. You're going to be able to uh, navigate all of the wonderful juiciness that being a human has to offer. And I have other clients, like one client that had a stroke and she so went to the Galapagos Islands and did all these cool excursions. It's really inspiring to see that. Uh, and just a reminder to everybody that Aging actually is a privilege. Not everybody has the opportunity to age. So really um, look at this in a different lens, in a different framework than you may have been programmed. And I know some of you might be getting triggered. What does this Rachel Varga know about aging at age 35? She doesn't know anything. My body's starting to break down. Well, you, you might need to flip that script and understand what might be triggering you there as well. So what changes, Jana, do you notice in your aging journey now that you are 60? And I got to say, you are a total babe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, you know what I noticed is it's harder. Everything's a little bit harder. What seemed to be easy when I was younger now takes a little bit more work and thought. And honestly, if you looked at, I have a before and after picture, but Mind you, it was when I was sick on my website, janashort.com. But here's the thing. You won't even recognize me. I look 20 years younger now in my 60s than I did there at 51. So it is crazy that when your spirit gets light, right, and you're feeding yourself the way it needs to be fed. And it's when I say feed yourself, that's not necessarily food. When you start feeding yourself those joy moments, it starts changing you and you can see it on their faces. Like it literally is all over your face. So um, I know that when I met Rachel, I wanted to meet with her because I, I want to slow my aging process down in a really holistic way, but I want to look healthy. I, my whole message is you can be healthy, right? There's hope. And I want to look healthy at whatever age I'm at. And so when I met with her, like it was amazing the things <laughs> the things I learned, because I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, I didn't know that there was such a thing. It's amazing the things you learn when you go to the right person, right? That's going to open the world. And what I really loved about meeting with you, Rachel, was it wasn't one thing. It wasn't there was this one thing and everybody has to use it because that's what works for everybody. It, it wasn't one thing. It was like, oh, that won't work for you, but I do have something that will work great. And this might help. And you can add that. So she knows like the things I don't know. I always hear the one thing because they're, they're invested in that one product, right? So they're only going to tell you about the one thing, whether it's a product or a type of diet you're on, they're invested in the one thing. And when you meet somebody who has opened the doors to all the things, <laughs> it's really helpful to treat you as a unique human being for whatever your journey is. It's also, you know, you don't want to get overwhelmed by all the things as well. So that's what I do. I'm kind of like your guide through it all, which is which is great. That ongoing support, which is really unique. I don't know why more people learn doing this, but anyways, we have some active questions coming through here. So ask Dr. D. DNM says there's no time like the present to take back control of your life. Isn't that the truth? Every day is your first best and last day. 
be as much as you can in that present moment. Not be distracted. Don't let the mind run the show. We sometimes need to learn how to control our minds. Am I right? And also another question and comment here. Yes, it is so important to treat the body as a whole. I'm glad you're talking about this. I really like how you eloquently said that as well, Jana. Well, can I just tell you that beautiful girl is my daughter? Oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> she is a doctor of natural medicine. <laughs> and through sweet. my journey, they both of my daughters that were in med school got out of med school because they wanted to be on the holistic side, the, the thriving side and not the treating side. Although both sides work beautifully together, but they, they were more invested in helping you thrive in your life. And so they've been a real blessing to me. That's amazing. So your daughters are your biggest fans and my mother is my biggest fan. <laughs> so I love that. And then she also said it's called reverse aging and it happens when you start to take care of yourself from the inside out. Very cool. I actually recently did a blood test and my age, my biological age is actually younger than my chronological age. So clearly doing something right. I'm going to share more about what that test was and how you guys can do it too in another episode. And this is a really great question. What is the one thing, Jana, you wish you had learned sooner? Oh my gosh, that's a super easy question. I learned through almost dying, right? What real wealth was. So as I was an interior designer, again, very famous interior designer here in LA. And when I would drive up to a new client, I had the very fancy car, like the Hermes bag and the Prada shoes. And I felt so successful and I knew they're hiring me. Look at me. Who wouldn't, right? When I got sick and all that was stripped from me because I could not get out of bed for months during this recovery period, if I ever did get out of bed, I learned the real value. So if I could change anything sooner, I would understand that the real wealth for me were those beautiful relationships I was creating with people, my kids, my grandkids, the memories that I was leaving behind with them and the beautiful memories I was taking with me. So if I could tell my younger self anything or learn something sooner is that none of it matters. At the, when I was on my deathbed, I know you hear this a lot. You don't wish for more money or another day at work or another, you know, hour at the table in a boardroom. It was, I want one more second to create a memory with my brand new grandbaby who was only nine weeks at the time. Like what I wouldn't give for that. So I would tell my younger self to just absorb every single beautiful moment that you have. Oh my gosh. That just actually brought some tears to my eyes. I don't usually get choked up here on the show, but you're right, right? It's it's the relationships. It's the communion with one another. There's no point working yourself to the bone, do it, being the boss, babe, running the show, being in that super masculine state. If you're not then able to receive in the more feminine state, which a lot of women um, actually have a hard time with because of um, social conditioning and programming. Let's just be honest. But I love asking women who've been around the block, right? And then are aging well and living vibrantly like yourself, what you're doing to stay in that positive mental mindset as well. And I'm just curious, because I, I really noticed this over the last almost two years now, if we can believe it, that it's women like you, that are holding it down. They're holding down the fort for my generation. Those of you who are doing the work. So is that something that you've also observed this year with your family, if you're willing to go there a little bit? Um, yeah, my I have a lot of first responders in my family, so they've never slowed down. They actually had to crank it up, right? 
Um, so they've been out there serving, you know, their community as best they can during this whole situation that we're going through and doing it with a joyful heart. Like they just love that they have the opportunity to do that. Of course, they have moments that they're tired, but they keep showing up. So I'm super proud of all of them. I'm super proud of all of you who are first responders or have had to show up every day, regardless of what was going on and continue to do that, even when there is not a crisis going on in our governments and our in our countries. So for me, it has been a blessing that this came after my sick journey because I probably wouldn't have been here otherwise. And I was able to share through these beautiful Wi-Fi spaces that we have the message of hope constantly through my magazine, through my podcast, through just getting out there and talking. Um, so it's been an amazing opportunity for me to be able to reach more people and let them know they're not alone and you have hope. And you don't have to go through this journey alone. You no longer have to push those things down. There's people who are there and open to letting you move past them and start healing and, you know, thriving in your beautiful life. Yep. I, I love what you're saying here. So let's get a little bit deeper here. Let's talk about in the body, mind, spirit, energy, sort of like quadfecta, if you will, to, you know, keep all those areas balanced and harmonized to be a whole human. In my, my opinion, that's what I share about in my ebook. How does your mindset impact your aging process and how do you stay on the straight and narrow? Oh my goodness. I could talk about this forever. So I'll try not to, but literally everything in your life, everything everything, your relationships, your job, your success, your dreams, your goals, everything starts between those beautiful, beautiful ears of yours. Everything is mindset. So when I wake up full of joy and energy, it's because I put myself to bed in the right mindset. I wake up and I think, even if I'm feeling like I just had a beautiful long weekend in Santa Barbara, I'm pretty exhausted. But I woke up this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. I have all those memories, right? And I woke up in joy instead of being exhausted, which was kind of what my body was telling me. But the minute my mind said, oh, heck no, that was amazing. It was great. It changed my whole day today. So everything you do, I can't say it enough, everything, it starts within those beautiful ears of yours. What you tell yourself, are you telling yourself I feel old? Are you telling yourself oh, I'm moving slower? Or are you telling myself, oh my gosh, this is like 60s are amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait for my 70s. Uh, you're Rachel, you're really young, so you probably won't remember this, but there was an, a comedian actor, George Burns, who was married to Gracie Allen. They were the big George and Gracie, right? And he used to say always, when I'm 100, all his life, when I'm 100, I'm going to be doing this. When I'm 100, I'm going to be doing that. When I'm 100, when I'm 100, he lived to 100. And I always thought, what if he said when I'm 110? Like, did he limit himself by the thought he put in his brain? He did make it to 100, but he, he gave himself an expiration date all his life by saying when I'm 100. So those beautiful words we tell ourselves are filled with possibilities. Our, his brain maybe wanted, because I know he lost the love of his life at a much younger age, but his brain was set on that hundred. I'm kind of wondering, have we blew the doors off of that possibility where we could take ourselves? Mm -hmm. He's actually hilarious. I've seen yeah. a number of his segments and all of that. And you know what? I actually really love 
that whole era of comedians, I feel like the comedy was just so much more wholesome. And now everything's got a friggin' agenda to it. It's like, just, I love that those type of um, like comedy skits back in the day, like Paul Anka, put your head on my shoulder. It's, yeah. it's, you know, the, the love songs now are, are um, quite different. So it's almost like, take a step back. What I'm getting at here is the way that I like to relax, recharge, like what you were saying about going to Santa Monica and chilling out. I get into the woods, right? I get into nature. I had a beautiful fire the other day with my girlfriend. We had some beautiful local organic sausages that we cooked over the fire. We read to one another, just enjoyed the sunset. You don't have to spend money to have a great time. And sometimes it's just lovely to take in the beauty and the nature around you. So that would be one of the ways that I feel like I'm going to quote unquote hack my aging process is my mindset by focusing on things that are beautiful around me because what you focus on, you get more of. So if you are, say, you, you focus on what's happening in the world, you're going to get sucked into that, you know, 3D pretty darn quick. And I feel like the lesson now is we have to learn how to keep our body, mind, spirit and energy elevated at a certain point and focusing on beauty, love, joy. Those are very high, high vibrations. Your hormones are going to work better. You're going to have less stress and inflammation in your body. So you won't be breaking down your collagen or elastin as fast. You're not going to be as predisposed to developing things like hyperpigmentation and red acne scars. And this stuff actually isn't just mental. It really does play into um, the physiological impact of our cellular signaling. And uh, do you want to jump in there and add to that, Jenna? One of the things I want to add into it is I don't want anyone to feel like they have to be in a constant state of joy and happiness. There is a place in our lives for anxiety. There is a place in our lives for fear and for sadness, right? We just want to live in that space. We want to experience it, get through it and move on and take whatever that beautiful thing is we were supposed to learn through that process. But I just um, had a talk with an anxiety coach right before this. And people are like, I hate feeling, I'm, I'm anxious. I hate feeling anxious. And she explained it beautifully that there is a place. Anxiety is given to us for a reason. So is the sadness. So I don't want anyone to feel like you have to be in a constant state of joy and happiness. Like that's not realistic. It's not going to happen. I don't want you to feel like you're failing. We just don't want you to live in a, a space of sadness or live in total anxiety, right? There, we need to balance it out with that joy. We need to know how to get through it get to the other side and create that happy, joyful space for ourselves. So I'm so grateful for the fears that I had and the anxiety I had and all that stuff that I went through, like during pregnancies or during this time when I lost my stomach and almost died. Like all of those were there for a reason, but I don't live in that fear anymore. I don't live in, even though nothing changed except for between my ears, right? Nothing changed in my diagnosis. My stomach didn't grow back, but I don't wake up every morning now thinking, is this the last morning? Like I'm going to die. I wake up thinking, oh, I'm here another day. <laughs> what am I going to do? Like, how do I make, make a memory with one of my kids? What do I do? So I changed that mindset around. So I, I think that it's super important that when we talk about finding that, that gratitude and that joy and that beautiful space that we understand all those others have a place for us too. We just don't want to live there. And I don't know if you've noticed this, Rachel, but when um, my mom lost my brother when she was in her 40s, he was 14, and it changed her. She aged, literally 
overnight, like 20 years. And I remember looking at her when she was older. She, I think she lived to 64. So she was fairly young. And I remember looking and she had a permanent frown. Like I could tell like the sadness had etched itself on her face. And I, I'm not saying that she didn't deserve that. Losing a child is something nobody gets over easily, if ever. But I noticed that when she was older, like she literally had a scowl on her face from all the anger that she was never, and sadness she was never able to get through. So it truly does, our, what we feel in our spirits truly ends up showing on our faces and interactions. I absolutely love the balance that you added to my statement. And I will share that some of the deepest lessons are learned through moments of sadness, through moments of fear, right? We need fear to run away from that tiger. I just did, uh, I was at Upgrade and did the Carol bike workout and you're sprinting on a bike and the, the way that it gets you to sprint is, oh my gosh, there's a tiger coming. You need to sprint for safety. And yes, there, there is a place for that for sure. And there's also a place for sadness. It's like, what's triggering you? Why are you feeling sad? Because there's actually a lot of uh, what's called shadow work that can even be done around that, which allows you to really understand you and your unconscious and subconscious. And then when you learn certain things about yourself, what triggers you, you can dive a little bit deeper. Why does that trigger you? Is there something that you need to unpack a little bit more? And I'm working through some stuff right now. I'll tell you what, uh, a couple of days of sadness recently uh, with relationships and things like that. But take those times as opportunities to actually go deep. A lot of people aren't willing to do that work. They'll just want to kind of bypass, if you will, out of that and focus on love and light and all that stuff. But this is you know the the true depths of being a human and it's it's part of the process and i wonder if there's an element to trapped trauma trapped emotion trapped fear trapped sadness that can then imprint in a certain way in the physical form through different expressions and because it, it's like if you don't release not release that's the wrong word when it comes to shadow work but but kind of uncover and and unpack that then it's then it's not really a problem but uh that's kind of a whole other topic shadow work i'm sure you've i'm sure you've done some of that work yeah. in your life getting sick though i have and here's the other thing like people want to be in a state of perfection. And they strive so hard to become perfect. I want to look perfect. I want to feel perfect. There is no place. There's no, there's no perfect wellness place. You'll never get there. There's no perfect perfection place. The thing is, you do always want to get better, right? I can always show up better. I can, I can always try to do that a little bit better because that helps us grow. But if you're trying or striving for perfection, you will set yourself up for failure. There is no such thing. That's the best part about being on this beautiful earth is that we're constantly growing and learning from all those amazing experiences. So don't be so hard on yourself, right? If you're doing better today than you did yesterday, you are on the right track. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, your beautiful daughter says, yes, shadow work is a total game changer. Can you explain how to do it? I use journaling personally. Well, Carl Jung, he is one of the leading psychotherapists in the place uh, in the world of shadow work. And there's a great book that talks about this. It's called Owning Your Shadow. I can't remember who the author is, but that's the title of the book. That's a great way to um, it's a really easy read, but I recommend taking it slowly so that you can integrate it. 
And uh, it's going to look different for everybody. You know, you have to do things just the right way, just the right time, just for you. But journaling, uh, I get it. I, I uh, really kind of uncover things in myself through communion, through conversations like this, Jana. But, you know, mainly through more private conversations. <laughs> I'm not really going to get into the shadows of myself here publicly. And there's some reasons for that. But uh, there's there's a lot to be said about communion. And we're kind of missing that a little bit right now. So I encourage you to make sure that you are still getting that um, if you're scared to experience that maybe maybe do some shadow work around that but we need basic human interaction to thrive and to learn from one another because that is we'll pick up things in other people that oh why am I triggered from that is there something I need to learn there and we hear messages that we need to hear sometimes through other people as well in conversations I love that. And I think you're so right. You need to find someone that you trust, a community that you trust, that you can be your, your authentic self in. And I think it's super funny because I have people I work with all the time that will say, I, I confided in them and they told everybody. They always do that. I'm like, think about what you just said. You confided in someone you know, always tell somebody. And so I'm pretty sure that's why you picked them to confide in. You really wanted to get it out and you just didn't have that courage yet to do that. And now there it is, it's out there so we can deal with it. And one of the other things that you mentioned, I'm just gonna skip back to George Burns talking about how he was going to live until he was 100. Um, I actually say things out loud before they happen all the time and this is different than like imposter syndrome which pretty much everybody when they start a new task they think that they're people are going to think they're a fraud or that they're not qualified enough everybody has imposter syndrome trust me but we we do need to i mean try this try and like speak something to fruition like george burns speaking to fruition the fact that he's going to live into 100 what if he said i'm going to live to 120 like dave asprey saying he's going to live to 180 right? It's kind of like the sky is the limit. But uh, play around with that, have some fun and be playful with speaking things into fruitions, into fruition, like different things or, or programs or events or milestones, health, wealth, all of that. Uh, Can I just take that one step further? Go for it, please. So I, I, I was raised in a family that my mom always said, be careful what you speak, you get the words of your mouth. So if I said, I'm not going to pass my math test, for instance. She'd say, be careful what you speak. You get the words of your mouth. So immediately I'd say, yeah, I'm going to get an A. I got an A, right? But in my head, so there's two parts to this. You speak it. You start changing that, that voice in your head because in my head, it's like, what are you kidding? You didn't even study. You're never getting an A. And so it kind of negated everything that verbally came out. So there's three parts to this. First, you speak it. Start speaking it all the time. Next, start stopping those thoughts in your head. Nope, I'm getting an A. I am an A student. I'm getting an A. So start changing the thought process. And the third one is to start taking those little steps. So if I sleep all day and I don't do any studying and I'm saying it, and I'm thinking it, I'm probably still going to struggle a little bit with getting an A. So when you're manifesting something, it first comes out of our mouth, right? Then it starts changing our thought process. And then we start taking the steps, those actions towards whatever that is. And I love also that you brought up about the imposter syndrome. Everybody is an imposter to something. If you have a dream and you talk about that dream or goal, you're an imposter because you're not there yet. So I love it. It's for me, imposter syndrome is dreamers. It's like a dreamers universe of people who are 
saying, I'm going to be going to the moon. We laughed. And yeah, here we are. <laughs> like, so things happen when you start putting it out into the world. So three manifesting is really three parts. You can't just put beautiful things up on your wall and say, I'm going to own this house one day and never do another thing. It's speaking it constantly because your brain has no idea it's not happening. You are telling it. You're creating that beautiful, beautiful blueprint to get there. So you want to speak it start changing that thought process, creating that beautiful roadmap to getting there and start taking those baby steps, like same way you eat an elephant, right? One step at a time and moving towards whatever it is that you're trying to create. So I love, I love the power of speech, but I didn't learn the second part till I was older. Like no one told me that what our head starts telling us is far more restrictive than what comes out of our mouth. Yeah. Basically, I love everything that, that that you just said. So we focus quite a bit on the mental and emotional aspects to aging, some of the gems that you've uncovered through your aging process and what I've observed in a number of my clients. Let's get down to the, the physicality, the bodily aspect of us. How do you absorb nutrients now that you don't have a stomach? What is that like? So that is challenging. And I will tell you that this, this journey, and I'll take every bump I get, I'm just grateful to be here. But um, I don't absorb nutrients. So I, I recently in the last three or four months, I've switched to doing nothing but plant based, mind you, I've been on this journey for almost nine years now. So without a stomach, I do tend to I'll go through bouts where I will lose hair because I'm not absorbing enough nutrients. Um, I will go through bouts where my nails like literally fall out of the bed because I get that malnourished. That doesn't happen very often because I stay on top of it, but I do a lot of liquids so I can absorb nutrients through liquids. And for those of you who are like protein drink people, I love that. I get most of my nutrients through, you know, drinks, protein drinks or green juices, but be careful because you can pack all two days worth of calories into a drink. So be careful what you're adding into that drink. Like, just be aware, like this tastes delicious. I want it to taste good, but I've also got, you know, yogurt and protein powders that are three or 400 cal calories. Like be careful that the calories that you're putting in there are really useful. But um, I use a lot of creams and lotions um, because people don't realize, and, and I know Rachel's a, a huge advocate of this and knows this, but our skin is our biggest organ. What we put on it matters. It's being constantly absorbed. I read an article a couple of years ago about why women have more thyroid cancer and thyroid problems than men. And I'm like, because they're women, I don't know. What have you been doing since you were 12 or 13 years old? Our, our moms taught it to us. We're washing our face and we're rubbing lotions and creams and it's absorbing every day, sometimes twice a day, depending on what your routine is that you learned as a child. And all these toxins are slowly absorbing into like where our thyroid area constantly. And so it really does affect us. And if you have acne, if you have... Um, um, eczema, all these things. I didn't see this as much when I was a kid as I do now, but our body's an organ. Like the skin, it has to, it's coming out in a couple of ways. You're defecating it, urinating it out, or it's coming out the skin. And so when we start seeing flares up of that, it usually has to do with something that's going on inside the body and the body's just trying to rid itself like it's supposed to do. So um, again, what we put on the body is important. So I do, I'll get like creams that have vitamin C's in them or like natural stuff. I use tinctures that go under the tongue. Anything that I know will absorb quickly. The most yeah, so, yeah. Your, your daughter just like, tuned in here and she's right. So she says, yes, most things are high in estrogen. As a provider yourself, you, you, you understand all of this. So 
what we're seeing are things like parabens, phthalates, sulfates, artificial dyes, fragrances, being estrogen mimicking. And one thing that drives me absolutely friggin' bonkers, excuse me, French, um, are all of these docs online touting mm. these very mass produced products that you can get on the shelf basically everywhere. And they're making bank on their affiliate links. So to the big box stores, right? And so you're going to find a couple of different types of provider providers. Those like the MDs with the functional medicine, they understand more of the holistic picture. Then you're going to find one type of aesthetic provider that really only does like rejuvenation stuff, skincare, lasers, injectables. And then you're going to find a provider like myself that understands blending all of that stuff. And that is a lot of information and knowledge to integrate and guide through. But that's why you guys are all tuning in here. And I love that you made that link. Well, I don't love that link, but I like that you highlighted it on the concept of women having more thyroid dysregulation, potentially as a part of topical agents. I had never even thought of that. I'm going to reach out to my friend, Dr. Alan Christensen. We're going to record a podcast. Heck, I'm probably going to even write a research paper on that. You're so going to find you. a lot of research done on it already. I was blown away. I was like, yeah, we we do that since we were little girls, right? We're putting like me, it was Mary Kay. Do you see what's in Mary? I'm not bashing Mary Kay, but there's some things in there your body shouldn't be absorbing. I'm just saying. <laughs> so there are things. And you know what I was attracted to Rachel for is that there, you meet a lot of estheticians, right? A lot of them with degrees, but she's not, she's a researcher, right? I want someone who's researching. They're pulling up the, everything that's current on it because maybe it was okay 10 years ago. And it was the thing. And now because of all the research done and the, and the studies that have opened up, it's not, we're finding it's not. Shoot, when smoking first came out, it was to relax. She was healthy. Pregnant women did it to take down the anxiety right before delivery, right? <laughs> so they change. The things change as you learn more. It's not that they were tricking us before. In some cases they were, but that's not the intent. They had so, we knew so little about it back then. And it does relax you, right? Helps you not eat. There's a lot of benefits to it per se, but the risk definitely do not outweigh the benefits. I have <laughs> extensively learned this lesson in the space of providing rejuvenation for the last 10 and a half years, 20,000 rejuvenation procedures, not on myself, but on others. And uh, you, we got to be conservative with this stuff, especially with the facial injectables. There's some permanent options that unfortunately, if you have a problem, there's no way of getting that out of your face. You are kind of hooped. So the the position that I always took with my rejuvenation was to not do permanent options. What it was actually really to focus on the skincare, do the lasers, and then the other non-surgical injectable stuff only if you absolutely needed to. And what that does is it actually helps to um, it it my clients that just showed up for neuromodulators and fillers didn't look nearly as good as those that were doing the work at home. They were living radiantly, body, mind, spirit, energy, like my clients I've, met, I've referenced who are 60 plus, who are doing things that light them up. They're traveling, they're being active. They're uh, doing things that stimulate their mind, music, yoga, qigong, tai chi. Qigong is super powerful for grounding and energy and things like that. And uh, it's, it's just nice seeing this conversation now sort of come full circle that you can't put the cart before the horse. You can't like bypass the aging process. You can't just get 
great skin from one silver bullet, you're going to have to do the healthy living day in, day out. It's a constant learning and journey. Uh, Do you have any closing words, Jenna? I do. I'll give you one tip. Find the love of your life. And that love of your life should be you. Like it really should be. You should be like finding that love of your life, knowing they're always with you and showing them the love that you would, the love of your life. Finding that I love myself completely changed my life. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, you're sleeping with yourself too. It's like you, you wake up, you wake up with yourself, you go to bed with yourself. You sure as heck better be happy with who you are because shame is the lowest vibration. So if there's things that you need to work with, you know, what we talked about here wasn't medical advice, it's educational information only. If you need some support with your mental health at this time, there's nothing wrong with reaching out, working with a psychotherapist that at some point, will likely guide you to do the deeper shadow work like my psychotherapist has done uh, over the last 10 years of working with her. And when you mentioned loving yourself, I actually have a picture here of me holding a little little budgie and a sign that says, which way to the zoo? So focusing on that inner child is really important for me. Having fun, being playful. And then I have a, a picture of my hubby and I actually when we got engaged and there's actually a card that I have right sitting on that picture that I haven't actually put attention to until now for quite a while and uh, it's the desert lily it's a card that has a picture of the desert lily and I'll just uh, end our call here with these words embody the power of the feminine create clear boundaries and draw strength and power from the mother earth I hold you able Well, so thank you everyone for tuning in for this call. Jana, we're going to have you back on the show 100%. Uh, we'll talk about the, the next article that I've written for you in your next in your, your next magazine issue. And I just want to encourage everybody, please check out Jana Short's magazine. And you can learn more about Jana Short at janashort.com and read my article in her magazine at bestholisticlife.com. And the link, the direct link to the article that I've written is in the show notes below. I love writing. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak my truth and share it and help help create and cultivate new stories for everybody that tunes in here. Um, And yeah, have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Jenna.